Welcome to a further message in our series on the Lord's Prayer, as recorded for us by Matthew in chapter 6 of his Gospel. I have a young Christian brother living in what is now known as North Macedonia, and during the past week he posted on his Facebook page a quotation from the the Prince of Preachers, C.H. Spurgeon. It went like this. He who has gone to prepare heaven for us will not leave us without provision for the journey there. In reading that, I could not help but, but see in these words of Spurgeon uh, the, the link in the Lord's Prayer when it moves from the your petitions, that is, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, to the three us petitions, that is, give us our daily bread, forgive us our debts, and lead us not into temptation. You see, as I've said in previous messages, the, the immediate concern of this prayer is for the glory of God, the hallowing of his name by the coming of his kingdom and the doing of his will, the, that our concern here is for God himself so that it is a prayer not only to God, but it is also a prayer about God. But does that therefore mean that our, our Heavenly Father is not concerned about us, about we who are his children? Well, not at all. Let me remind you again of those words of Spurgeon. He will not leave us without provision for our heavenly journey. And therefore, following the words concerning the Father, Jesus now brings petitions concerning the family, the family belonging to the Father. And he begins with this petition. Give us this day our daily bread. Now, do you, do you see what our Lord is doing here? He is exalting our daily concerns. He is encouraging us to, 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 to bring those matters that challenge us and confront us to the Father. Here is the, the underlying fact that there's, there's nothing to ordinary, there is nothing to routine, there is nothing to common, there is nothing to minute for our Heavenly Father when it comes to the well-being of His children. And this, of course, is illustrated for us, is it not, throughout the, the Old Testament. You remember the, the provision of, of manna for those in Israel or the provision, the care that was taken to look after the prophet Elijah. Let me read to you from 1 Kings chapter 17. The Lord says to the prophet, 
you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. And you go on a few more verses in that chapter. Verse 9, Arise, he says to the prophet, go to Sarapeth and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow to feed you. And then when we, when we turn to the New Testament, to the life and to the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, what do we see? We see his, his compassion. We see his care. We see his thoughtfulness. We see his provisions for the multitudes, the feeding of the 5,000, the feeding of the 4,000, even the care for the individual well-being, the health of, of people themselves. The point is here that our bodies are of great importance to the Father. Because the, the aim of the gospel is, is not simply the salvation of the souls of men, but the salvation of the whole man, the whole woman, the whole person, body, spirit, and mind. And that's why the, the great aim, the great end of the, of the gospel of salvation is resurrection, the resurrection of the body, when we shall forever be with the Lord. The father is concerned about the well-being of his family, even his, the physical well-being of his family. So what is, what is involved in this fourth petition? Well, the first thing I'd really draw your attention to is this, the, the confession of our dependence upon our heavenly father. For what we need for life and godliness comes from him. And this is highlighted by that little word, give. There's actually four little words that I'll draw your attention to under this, this point of dependence. Give. We are admitting that our Father is the source of what we need and the one who supplies our daily need. We, we look up by faith, expecting the provision to be presented. Because that, that word, our word give, is inseparably linked to the divine readiness to gift us. My second word. He will gift us. And this is the heart of our petition. The heart of God himself. Who is a, a gracious father. Who is a giving father who bestows upon his children all that is needful and all that is essential for our heavenly onward journey. Daily bread. And that word bread signifies really and stands for all the provisions that we need. Those things that that Jesus himself refers to in this, in this Sermon on the Mount, the things he refers to in, in verse 25 and verse 28 and verse 31 of this very sixth chapter. Or as James wrote, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. Give us this day is the confession of our poverty, 
and of the fact that whatever bounty we may have, whatever wisdom we may possess, whatever riches we may hold, whatever peace we may enjoy, whatever graces we may display, all have come down to us as a gift of God, our Heavenly Father. They are tokens of His grace and goodness, and therefore to Him must go all our thanks and all our prayers. The lineage is this. Give us this day, which results in a gift from God today, which comes from the, the riches of the Father's grace, our third little word, which redounds to his glory, our fourth little word. So we see the relationship or link or connection here between the, the first petition and this fourth one. Let me explain. In this first petition, hallowed be thy name, here we, we see something of the chief end of God. What is God's chief end? It is his own glory. It is the hallowing of his name. How? By the coming of his kingdom, by the doing of his will. What then is the chief end of man? Well, I think we've dealt with it almost every message we've brought on this subject. And what's the answer? Let me put it within the, the framework, the thinking of John Piper. He just uh, uh, restructured it a little bit. The chief end of man is to glorify God by enjoying him forever. So how do we glorify and enjoy him? By looking to him, by trusting in him, by confessing our need of him, by depending upon him and praying to him, give us this day our daily bread. You see, folks, this, this fourth petition is in perfect accord with the first petition, with the concern of the prayer for God's glory. For as the Father graces us daily with his gifts, they enrich us and they exalt him. To put that another way, we hallow his name by having him serve us. What did God say to the psalmist? Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. Call. I'll do something. I'll serve you. I will deliver you, and the result of my deliverance of you is my glory. Listen to the words of Peter. In First Peter chapter 4, the second part of verse 11, Peter says, Whoever serves, as one who serves by the strength God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified. God supplies us with strength, and in so doing, he is glorified. The confession of our dependence upon God 
the realization of our own inadequacy, these things drive us to pray, give us. And that redounds to the prayers of our glorious God. Thomas Watson, that Puritan preacher and writer and expositor, in his work on the Lord's Prayer wrote this, We must pray for temporal things for spiritual ends. Let me read it again. We must pray for temporal things for spiritual ends. So when we ask God to give us, and he gifts us, and he gifts us from his grace, that overflows to and magnifies the glory of our Father in heaven. Praying, give me this day, is that which leads to the glory of God, the spiritual end. The confession of our dependence upon our Heavenly Father. But then, secondly, this petition implies the contentedness with our donation from our Heavenly Father. Our contentedness with that which God gives to us. You see, the fact is, according to Matthew chapter 6 and verse 8, and chapter 6 and verse 31 and 32, our Heavenly Father knows exactly what we need, and He gives us freely what we need, so that our response is to, to be joyful and to be thankful and to be content with that allowance that he gives to us, that donation that he gives to us, that, he, that gift which he gives to us. Because for once more, it is our satisfaction with our Father's gifts to us which please him and exalt him. So what are we to ask for? Well, again, to think of Spurgeon's words, we're to ask for those things which help us on our journey to heaven. We're to ask for daily bread, and, and that was the, the basic staple diet, as it were. Not asking for luxuries, but for necessities. But also asking for that which will not decay and, and, and grow moldy, but that which will never cease and never end, and never run out. In other words, this petition deals with our fears. The fears of an, an unknown tomorrow, the fears of an unknown future. Kenneth E. Bailey, in his book entitled Jesus Through Middle Eastern Eyes, or sub, uh, subtitled cultural studies in the Gospels. He relates that this this fourth petition, give us this day our daily bread, was, was actually translated in the second century by these words, give us today the bread that will not run out. And applying that, daily asks some questions, daily asks these questions in light of that translation. The questions such as, What's going to happen if I lose my job? What's going to happen if the kids get sick? How, how are we going to, 
to survive this downturn in the in the economy. Because one of the deepest and most crippling fears of the human heart is the fear of, of not being able to manage, of not having enough, of not being able to put food on the table for a family. That, that fear of what the future might hold, that uncertainty regarding what tomorrow might hold. These are the things this prayer is dealing with. Because the thrust of this prayer, the thrust of this petition is this. Father, give us bread for today, and with it, give us the confidence that tomorrow we shall also have enough. This prayer and the Lord's provision become one of faith's building blocks. For if we learn to trust Him today and prove Him today and get from Him today that which is basic for life today, if God is faithful to us today in hearing and giving and gracing us today, then surely our faith is enriched and encouraged and we have, we have hope for tomorrow. We have hope to receive tomorrow's bread. We have hope even tomorrow for maybe greater things. Because what was it that God said through the prophet? I'm thinking the words of Jeremiah 33, 3. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things you know not. Now, my friends, if only we could grasp this, that God is worthy of our trust today and tomorrow that he will not fail in his gifts to us, then what peace, what quietness, what joy should fill our hearts and our minds? To know that the, 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 the smallest detail of my life, yea, even what I need for breakfast, is a concern to my Father in heaven. A Father of such compassion and perception that the very hairs of my head are known to him. Listen to the words of Psalm 147. I'm reading verses 3 and 4. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars and gives all of them their names. What a mighty contrast here. These, these two inseparable verses, as it were. One which speaks to us of the mercy of God. He heals the brokenhearted. And in the next breath, expressing the majesty of God, he determines the number of the stars. He hears our sighs as well as sees the stars. He feels our hurts as well as beholding the heavens. Here is, here is our Father's sympathy with us and his supremacy over his creation. This, my friends, is our God. He knows the Samuses. He knows the names of each of the stars. And our Father in heaven knows us 
by name as well. He knows us, each one. And so he invites us. Psalm 81 and verse 10. I am the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. What was David's testimony as an aged king? Listen to it. Psalm 37 verse 25. He says, I have been young and am now old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging bread. This is our Father. He knows us. He knows where we are. He knows what we need. And we, we ask him, give, and he gives the gift which is commensurate with our situation and circumstance. And we are to learn to be content with what he gives to us, what he brings to us day by day. But allow me to ask you this. When are we to ask? Not only what are we to ask, but when are we to ask? Well, Jesus says, pray this, give us this day. The implication being that our dependence is to be declared daily. The manna in the wilderness was given one day at a time. And we are, as Jesus goes on to say in this very chapter, that we are to live one day at a time. Each day the Father delighting to hear our prayer. Each day the Father delighting in our dependence upon Him. Each day the Father delighting to give out of His abundance to us. Each day our delight in God manifesting itself in, in our trust in Him and our faith in Him and our hope in Him. Again I go back to the 147th Psalm. This time verses 10 and 11. It says regarding our God, his delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor is his pleasure in the legs that is of the strength of a man. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him. And what does that look like? What does that mean? The psalmist goes on. In those who hope in his steadfast love. What is it to fear God? It's to hope. In his steadfast love. That love that doesn't grow old. That love that doesn't grow weary. That love that doesn't go away. Day by day. Calling. Asking. Give me. Not just to satisfy me. But to glorify him. You know we used to sing an old Swedish hymn. Some of you may know it and I trust some of you still sing it. The first verse went like this and I quote day by day and with each passing moment strength I find to meet my trials here trusting in my father's wise bestowments I've no cause for worry or for fear. He whose heart is kind beyond all measure gives each day what he deems best, lovingly, 
It's part of pain and pleasure, mingling toil with peace and rest. Every day the Lord himself is near me with a special mercy for each hour. All my cares he fear would bear and cheer me, he whose name is counselor and power. The protection of his child and treasure is a charge that on himself has laid. As thy days, thy strength shall be in measure. This the pledge to me he made. Does our Father, our Heavenly Father, hear our prayer each day? Does our Heavenly Father receive our prayers each day for the present, for the gift, the providence to us? Are we hallowing his name by our hope in him and our happiness in him? Give us this day our daily bread the confession of our dependence upon our Heavenly Father, the contentedness with our donation from our Heavenly Father, and then thirdly and finally, the challenge to our devotion for our Heavenly Father. You see, we go again to that question. Why daily bread? Why, why doesn't our Heavenly Father do what we do? Because what do we do? We, 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 go, we go to the supermarket and we, we, we fill our trolleys uh, with, with, with food and substance and so forth in order that when we get home we can put it into the pantry or into the fridge or into the freezer. We, we've got enough to last us a few days or probably a, a week or more so that we don't have to keep going to the shops. So why are we to come daily, on a daily basis, for daily bread. Because my friend, and this might surprise you, our Heavenly Father delights in us coming to Him. He loves to have us draw near. He gave His only Son to open the way that we might come. How did Peter put it in 1 Peter 3.18? Christ suffered once for sins, the, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring us to God. Oh, what grace is that! That our Father in heaven loves to hear our voice, stammering and stuttering and uh, as they may be, but nevertheless, our, our Father delights in his children. So why should we pray daily? Particularly, why should we pray to him and ask of him for things that he already knows we, we need, according to this prayer? Because, friends, prayer is not informing an ignorant God. But prayer is having intimacy with God. Dr. A.B. Simpson the founder of the Christian Missionary Alliance, illustrates this element of prayer this way. He said that many of us tend to think that God our Father gives us the great gift of grace in one lump sum and that receiving it, we just have to keep on living on it. 
But he said, he said, it's not, it's not like that. That would be very dangerous for us, he says. If God gave us all in one lump sum, we would be in danger of, of enjoying the gift whilst forgetting the giver. It is, says Dr. Simpson, exactly as though a father put a great deposit for his son into the bank. And the son can only receive a supply each time he goes to the bank and writes out a check. And Simpson says that is how our father is designed to deal with us. He, he, he doesn't with, withhold any good thing from us. But the rule of the kingdom is ask, ask of me. God, God is there with saving grace and sanctifying grace and serving grace and sufficient grace, all the grace we need. But we need to go to him, as it were, and, and sign the check and present it to him. We go to God and we ask of him, give me, so that he gives out of his grace for his glory. We have to pray day by day. Oh, Father, give us this day. And we may think it strange. And we may find it very hard to understand. And it may even be beyond our, our human comprehension. But the truth, beloved, of the matter is this. That God regards us, his children. He owns us as his dearly loved children. That's what he thinks of us. That's his opinion of us. That's the way he views us. As his dearly loved children. And he desires, therefore, as any father does his children, he desires our company. That he's not an old man sitting up there with a big stick ready to belt us and angry with us every time we go astray. He is our gracious father who, who urges us, who has ordered us that day by day, come, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Come unto me. He invites us to ask of him daily for daily bread, to learn of him to enjoy him, to be satisfied with him, to grow in our faith, to grow in his grace, to grow in knowing who he is, and to know him answering and meeting our anxieties, to know him banishing our fears, and to know his grace being sufficient for us so that we put off grumbling and discontent and that we move from fear to focus by looking up at our God as he has shown to us in scripture the self-existent one the all-sufficient one who delights to hear our lisping prayers and our feeble prayers and so the challenge of our devotion to the Father is this if again employ the words of another hymn, how long has it been since you talked with the law and told him your heart's hidden secrets? How long since you prayed? 
How long since you stayed on your knees till the light shone through? How long has it been since your mind felt at ease? How long since your heart felt no burden? Can you call him your friend? How long has it been since you knew that he cares for you? Our concern for God is the hallowing of his name, the reverencing of who God is in himself, his eternal worship. And so to accomplish that, to, to take part in that, to service, as it were, our concern for God, we ask of him for supplies. We ask of him for our provisions for the onward journey. We ask of him for the daily bread. For to quote again from John Piper, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied with him. And so, my dear friends, be encouraged. Take heart. I started with Spurgeon, and I close with him. He who has gone to prepare heaven for us will not leave us without provision for the journey here. He will not leave us without provision for ministering to us. He satisfies us and we glorify him. To so go on. Go ahead. Ask of him. Ask of him for bread. Ask of him the increased faith. Ask of him. Open your mouth wide. See what he gives to you. For the more he gives to you and to me, the greater his glory. Well, may God bless this message to us this day and encourage our, our hearts. God bless you all. Until next time, the Lord watch over you, keep you, and guard you. Amen.